Hey everyone, super quick reminder, we are looking for anywhere from one to three hosts for our podcast after we're done with Avatar. You can find the application for that in the description of the episode below. And, as usual, as we're nearing the end of the series, we're coming up on our Ask Us Anything episode. Because we'll be finished with the series at that point, and at this point, <laughs> all questions are open game. Send us any theories you want to hear us talk about, plot, or character details we might not have covered, or anything you want to know about us personally. You can email us at airbenderpod at gmail.com, or message us on Instagram or Twitter, both at airbenderpod. That's A-I-R, Bender, P-O-D. We totally can't wait to hear from you lovely little blooming babies in the Garden of Life. Now on to the show. Hey, Serena. Yeah, Tyler? Look, I'm sorry to be putting you through this top ten list of the entire series again. I just think this is a very negative approach to go back and talk about all the bad things about Avatar. Serena, you weren't here for season one. I need to know if there are any episodes from that season that you hate. Obviously, there's going to be episodes from season one that I don't really enjoy. No, Serena, I need to know about hate. Hate's a very strong word. Are you Are you doing okay? Look, all I'm saying is that some of these episodes might be my villain origin story. I'm Tyler Strandberg. And I'm Serena Schreibels. And you're listening to the Avatar Podcast. Yep, yep. <laughs> A.K.A. Tyler's villain origin story. Shut up. That's good. On this podcast, we watch the Nickelodeon show Avatar, The Last Airbender, and analyze the plot, themes, and characters. At the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was, as well as give the episode a rating on a scale of 1 to 10. You're listening to the Avatar Podcast. Yep, yep such a weird intro now that we're done because like we don't watch the episodes or give them a rating anymore like we're kind of just like wrapping it up (laughs) okay so serena i am i should not be looking forward to this but i really really am i knew you were (laughs) there was a trend on tiktok pretty recently and i'm trying not to put tiktok trends into the scripts anymore because those age like way too quickly but there was this one sound where he's like ah i hate people who work at the bank shh i work for the bank here is a dollar. Do not tell anyone. <laughs> and I'm like, Mia. That sounds, I want to be their best friend. Thank oh my you. God. Yeah. But anyway, I'm very much looking forward to this episode. Mm-hmm. Top 10 worst episodes the of the entire series. The icky bad ones. Serena, let's go right into it. Do you have any honorable mentions? I actually don't have any honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Little Miss, I like everything. Well, obviously there are some episodes that I don't agree with. Yeah. (laughs) Mm, yeah. But I am just like, I think everything was very beautiful. So tell me your honorable mentions because I know you have some. I actually only have two. Oh, um, and I feel like I don't. I don't dislike these episodes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're they're on the cusp of ah, being not good. So gotcha, that's why gotcha. they're just kind of honorable mentions. And they are the drill and oh. the warriors of Kiyoshi. Ah, yes. Yep. I see reasonings for both of those. Yep. Just kind <laughs> of. They're just kind of on the cusp. They're yeah. not necessarily bad. They're yeah. just kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're Serena, generous. give me, give it to me. What is your number ten okay. worst? Starting off, I accidentally wrote this weird. Um, instead of bitter work, I wrote butter work. Oh my God. It's <laughs> but it's just, bitter work. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Didn't you like this episode when we watched I, it? Uh, I'm 90% sure you did. No. I'm going back to check right now. Because this is the one with that moose thing and Sokka stuck in the yep. hole. And yep. uh, 
it's just like oh, okay yeah you uh, gave this episode a six yeah i i just mm, okay see i have conflictions because toff is teaching ang in her own way right um sure it's her own way, right? Um, the fact that Katara and Toph really have to... I was going to say narge it out. That's not a word. Narge it out. <laughs> the fact that they have to like throw down and butt heads like that and Sokka's stuck in a freaking hole with a moose bear thing. I'm just like, we don't really get to see... Okay, so it's called bitter work, and we see Aang's struggle mm-hmm. with the earthbending, but we don't ever get to see that progression of like, oh, now he's really getting good because he's practicing. It's just like, oh, okay, oh, I can't do it. Oh, now I can do it. It's like, yep. well, that's not how it works. And then like after that, suddenly he can just earthbend. Yeah, he can just earthbend, and yeah, then we don't why really you need Toph. training to get, but yeah, exactly, yep. well, exactly. I'm like, this is the point where Toph loses all of her clout, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will, and I don't. Think it should be that way. Look, I mean, like, I was saying this, how they do a great job of introducing her, then she's not in the next episode, Mm -hmm. and then in the chase, she's shown in a negative light because she's constantly fighting with Katara, a character that we already have emotional attachments to, and the next episode is this one, she's fighting with Aang and Katara, two characters that we have emotional attachments to. Some people say that, like, this works for them, and, like, Aang is being a baby, and Katara is being too gentle and annoying. I don't see either of those. Like, I don't understand. I'm trying to say I do not blame you for uh, not liking this episode. Also, when could, uh, when Sokka's stuck in that hole, can't just pull yourself out, dude. He's pretty annoying. Yeah, just pull yourself out. Also, how did he get in there in the first place? I like think he, was he landed on a crack, yeah. and then suddenly he just falls into it. How does that work? I'm like oh. then, like he raises his hands to hunt the thing, like the little baby moose thing again, yeah. and then he sinks deeper. Like I don't, I just yeah. don't understand that. I'm like, you should have broken your leg. <laughs> also, <broken> leg. <laughs> also. <laughs> anyway, you know, that's uh, that's that. Uh, we're starting off on a low note here, people, because yep. this is top ten worst. <laughs> yep. All right, let's see what you got. All right, my number ten is the deserter. <laughs> Look, is that John John. Yeah. No. Yes, John John is so emo. It is literally embarrassing. It is not a good look for him, I fam. Love emo like, oh, God, I just, I like the messages that they're trying to say in this episode, which is why it's my number 10. It's not the worst right, one. Right. But, like, oh, my God. Jean Jean, as a teacher, is incredibly infuriating. I hate him. He is so annoying. Like, I understand where he's coming from as a teacher, but why do you have to be an absolute dick about it? Like, ugh buddy grow up don't be so emo like get out of hot topic please i used to work there i hashtag escaped <laughs> i almost spit that was funny <laughs> all right let's keep this hate right. train going serena what is your number nine? Oh, um i also associated my ratings with these so um just because they were all different um, oh gotcha we're like, with my top 10, I obviously gave every single episode in there a 10 out of 10. So The Deserter, I gave a 6 out of 10. So, like, still, like, on the positive scale. Like, but, yeah. Okay, anyway. So, um, next train on, next car on the hate train mm-hmm. is Ember Island Players. Uh, yep. I, for, I could not get with it. Mm-hmm. I have never been able to get, maybe when I was a little bit younger and more naive, but mm-hmm. um, because ignorance is bliss. And I, I, 
I feel conflicted because John O'Brien is my favorite writer. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the intentions of this episode were um, very humanistic, very pure, very humbling. But they just didn't land for me. I, the word that I will say, and I am hesitant to say it, but I was bored. Wow, that's strong. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it's very funny, too, how my favorite John O'Brien episode is your least I favorite know. John O'Brien episode. I feel like that is just a really great way to describe how we see John O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, number one, I can't get over, like... The overt sexism. Um, mm-hmm. Also, as a woman, I know that like I can feel that just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, I also just like maybe it's because I am an actor, um, <laughs> and I always go to watch plays. And when I watch TV, I don't want to watch a play, <laughs> and here they are watching a play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's that dichotomy, or maybe it's the fact that like um, I don't get enough reaction from the actual characters from our gang as I wanted to, because okay. it felt like okay, they went here just to see this thing and now they're showing us this thing and then it's like oh well I mean we get a little bit of that like uh Aang's like why was I played by a woman and Toph's like oh hell yeah I'm played by a man yeah both of them hate women yes yes also I just like I wish that we could have seen more like reactions like I Mm -hmm. wanted the episode to be more reactive reactory for the gang mm-hmm. than as like a showcase for the general audience yeah. which I felt like it was like yeah. for me so my number nine is the fortune teller mm. um, and like mm-hmm. it's not bad it's just kind of generic you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I don't like how heavily this episode relies on Aang and Katara's relationship. I think everything with Sokka is kind of funny. Like, I actually do kind of like that. Um, The townspeople get a little bit annoying, honestly, how they're always like, oh, woo, tells me, like, I don't blame Sokka for getting so angry at people. Like, how the... I'm thinking of this one guy who's like, Aunt Wu said I'd be wearing red shoes when I met my true love. And he's like, how often have you been wearing those shoes? And he goes, every day. Yep. And Sokka's like, well, of course it's going to come true then. And then it's like, yeah, like, I I understand that. And these people are just like, oh, Aunt Wu tells us everything. Can your science explain why it rains? <laughs> it's an actual line from the episode. These townspeople are a little bit annoying. Similarly to The Great Divide, it does remind me a lot of, like, how political parties are, like, so ingrained in their own ways. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's intentional. (laughs) I don't think that's what the writers were thinking of when they wrote this episode. No. And so I'm not sure it exactly comes off very well. But, like, duh, it's a John O'Brien episode. It fits in well with his usual writing habits and narratives. So, you know what, John? I'm not mad at you for this one. (laughs) But I am saying it fits with your theme. Yeah. I like the fortune teller. <laughs> okay. Well, it wasn't on your top that's 10 funny. list. So that's I mean, okay yeah, it was, me. on, it was on the mediocre side. All right. Serena, what's your number eight? Oh, I gave the fortune teller a five out of 10. Back, yeah. back on topic. Number eight. What number is Number eight is Return to Omashu. Ooh. Yeah. I, very interesting. Uh, there is so much potential for action in this episode, and there is... It just There's isn't. Yeah. There's nothing. Like, the moment when they're all standing there on that concrete slab or whatever, like, the four of them in a weird freaking square, and they're just like, beep, 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 beep. like mm-hmm. just, like, yelling at each other. I'm like, fight, man! <laughs> fight, man. <laughs> yeah. Get over there and 
right. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point? And also that hit weird during the pandemic because of the... Um, what do you say? Um, the Pentapox. So, yeah, yeah. The so we started, yeah, we recorded this episode in summer. So, like, the pandemic had still been going oh, yeah. for like a few months. Hitting. And I think, like, the cold open for this episode, we were talking about, like, a fake pandemic, like Pentapox. Yes. Because, like, that was when. I mean, I'm sure there still are people and Republicans that are like, coronavirus is fake. It's no worse than the, the actual flu. Jesus so, freaking Christ. That was very yeah. fun to get to make fun mm-hmm. of that. And yes, you're right. The Pentapox plague does hit differently. It does hit different. And I just, I there's also, I think mostly for this, I get really mad at mispotential. And I feel that potential for action. And I also feel potential for May in this episode. And mm-hmm. she never goes anywhere with it. Yeah. Albeit maybe, yeah, that's part of her character, but also, I think it was lazy writing. I'm sorry, no, I think it was val- lazy writing. You are writing. valid. You are valid, bestie. I was, like, really ready for it, mm-hmm. and it didn't deliver. Yeah. It didn't deliver. It, it took my heart, and it was cradling it, and it gave me a promise, and then it broke that promise into five million pieces and dropped my heart in a burning volcano. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll get over it. Um, Someday. Well, I'm staying on the theme of Omashu because Ooh. my number eight is the king of Omashu. Ah. <laughs> Look, this is this is a personal vendetta. I have told this story before. This was the second episode that we recorded, and we had to re-record it like multiple times. And It's not even an episode that I like. So, like, (laughs) by the fourth or fifth time of recording this, I was pissed. I don't think we had to record it five times. I do think it was three or four, though. It got to an extreme because I think we did the first episode three times. um, And that felt pretty exhausting. Yeah. But I remember this second one, I I think we did this four times. It was. Just doing, just re-recording it once. Yeah, re-recording something once can be pretty exhausting. But this one was, I was, oh my god, I I hate this episode. Um, (laughs) Like, the worst part about this isn't even that, like, it's bad. It's just boring. Like, there's nothing that happens in it. It's a bunch of weird tasks that don't really, like, have any kind of significance on the episode. Like... I had problems with the Warriors of Kiyoshi, but, like, at least that had a theme to it. Like, at least that was saying a lot about sexism and, like, Mm -hmm. Sokka's character and how he needs to learn to not be a dick. But, like, there's just nothing here. What is the theme of this? What's the point? And, like, oh, God, yeah. We had to record this episode multiple times. I hate it. It's a John O'Brien episode. (laughs) He slaps. (laughs) Slap that right on there. And I gave this a 5 out of 10. Mm, All right. good. Number seven, Serena. Seven heaven, Nevin is... Yeah. Oh, it's the swamp. (laughs) Oh, my God. For reasons that may already be known, Mm -hmm. the swamp is not the best episode. Well, I was seeing this gentleman who I was talking to um, the swamp about mm-hmm. and he was like what the swamp has so many like it's so integral <laughs> to the season and the series and like character yeah, development how. yeah it was tell like how, buddy. um okay okay um one of his reasons i think was like um how 
um, Aang is so connected to the spirit world. We and, already like, know that. A, I'm like, he's the freaking Avatar. Yeah, of course we've he seen is. that on like three separate <laughs> occasions at this point. And it just like there's no there's no catalyst in this episode. I feel like it just it just goes, mm-hmm. and it's one of those where I feel like it has a lot of potential, and it just doesn't deliver. The only other reason that it would be important is because it shows Toph, but it doesn't even show Toph's face. And it's like, well, they probably would have ran into her anyway, so why would yeah. they even need that? Like, what is the point? Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, oh, this ki- this episode introduces Toph. It doesn't, though. No! Like, it is a, the not blind the blind bandit introduces yes. Toph. Yes, yes. Otherwise, oh, well, we get to learn, like, how hurt Katara is by the death of her mother. We already knew that. Yeah. Oh, Why we wouldn't see how she be? affected that Sokka was by Yue. He brings it up multiple other times yes. in the series. Yes. There's not really any other whatever. And then Angus is like, oh, I'm going to go down to this this place now. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go here because I feel a calling. And it's like, yeah, you're the Avatar, okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. But what did you go there for? I don't know. It Who never knows? explains it. Who can never be sure? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, there, there it is. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so my number seven is The Great Divide. Ah, there she is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so look, I have I I'm a defender of this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think it gets I don't think it deserves the hate that it gets. Like everyone says this is the worst episode of Avatar. And don't get me wrong, it's bad. It's in the worst episodes of the series. Yes. It is a bad episode, but I don't think it is the worst. I personally dislike the deserter and the king of Omashu more than I dislike this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to choose, if someone is like, you can only watch one of these three episodes of Avatar, I would choose The Great Divide over those two episodes. Um, objectively, though, I think this is worse than those two, hence why it has this placement. Yeah, as I was saying, like, I'm a defender of this. I think there are some pretty great themes on tribalism and partisanship, and that can easily translate into our political environment today. I think that it is saying a lot, but it's not exactly saying it in the best way. I'm not sure two tribes fighting over, like, useless things is exactly the best way to go with this episode. I get that the point of tribalism and partisanship is that they try to find reasons to blame each other, even though that's... There's objectively no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it could have been a little bit more nuanced. And, like, it, it does get annoying after a while. Like, mm-hmm. the bickering it gets a little bit much. And I understand that point. And I don't really have a solution for this. I don't mm-hmm. see, like, how it could have been better written. I think it's just a problem with the episode itself. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, John. I gave that a 4 out of 10. Ooh. All right, number six. We are almost Ooh. halfway there. Getting in there. Sozin's Comet Part One, The Phoenix King. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, let me quick pull up my notes for this one. Yeah. Because this one is, uh, there was a lot there. Season three is my least favorite finale. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the reason is this very first part. This was everywhere. Mm-hmm. This episode was everywhere. Yeah. And I just like... <sighs> like the writing Aang's, of it Yes. Yeah. Aang's whole dilemma with whether or not to kill the Fire Lord, I think is very, very naive. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
even and it, as it a, feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yes, because I'm like, dude, you took down all those other guys. Were they not? Is is it because this dude is a fascist that you're like, oh, yeah. I better not kill the fascist. I'm like, a fascist forgiver, actually. <laughs> I'm a fascist forgiver. <laughs> I also like was disappointed with the potential of June thrown in there. I was like, oh my god, she could have like played such an interesting part, but mm-hmm. that was the only that was the only thing. Yeah, it was the only thing. She's like, yeah, he's gone. And then yeah, because they're suddenly just like he doesn't exist, he doesn't and it's exist. like what? Yeah, and then his what? friends are like, "Well, okay." Yeah, like the rest like, of the gang is like, "All right, I guess okay. that's our answer." Yeah, <laughs> like, shouldn't you be more concerned about this? Yeah, I just like, uh, I just, I don't think it has like it doesn't doesn't set itself up for success, mm-hmm. and the fact that um, the th- like the middle two parts of the finale are still pretty good is mm-hmm. a testament to those middle parts. Yeah. But this first part is just like, it's like, kind of, kind of feels like, all right, this is our last bowl of spaghetti. We're going to throw it at the wall and see what sticks, you know? Yeah. And what sticks was, well, I don't want to kill the fire Lord. Um, where did Aang go? He's just gone. Oh, oh, look at that spirit Island over there. I think yeah. I'm going to go there. Like I, I did. I love how they're like, no, Aang wouldn't run away. Yes, he would. Yeah. Do you not know him? <laughs> like, he runs away all the time. Dude. That is what he's known for. <laughs> I just say, like, I don't think that it took all, it didn't take everything that we have learned so far and accurately portray that into yeah. a beginning of the finale. Yes. So it's a lot of dis- And the fact that it was a series finale. I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah. okay. Pretty disappointing. Yes. Potential was not there, my dude. It was not. It was mm. not. Okay, so my number six is Imprisoned, um, the sixth episode of season one. Yes, this is where Katara has her big speech. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep, yep. Oh, God. Like, I wanted this episode to be so much better than what it ended up being, but it's Mm -hmm. just a big mess. Like, there are parts that are really good and really important and really well done, and then there are parts that are just, like, weirdly hysterical, like, very funny, and they just, they jump back and forth. Often it's, like, it gives off, like, very chaotic energy, and it's just, like, really, really rough. I get what they're going for with Katara, but, like, she is so annoying this episode. I try very hard to be, like, is this critical because, like, this is, like, a woman character? Or, like, is this something where, like, if I thought of it in another character, I would be just as annoyed? And I'm not really sure where I land here. I'm not sure if it's Mae Whitman's delivery of these Mm. lines that just make them feel inauthentic or if it's, like, the way these lines are written inherently. I'm trying to think, like, if Aang was making this speech, would I feel as annoyed by it? And Mm -hmm. I think so because, like, it's the... I think it's more so the way the speech is written and also the fact that there's two of them that are just, Uh, like, so close to each other. Mm -hmm. She's She's just saying the same thing over and over again and her speeches all just sound the same. And this is the episode that gave Katara, like, the stereotypical, like, oh, constantly going off about hope. And that just really pisses me off because it's like Mm -hmm. Katara is a hopeful person, but, like, it kind of just, I feel like this episode did not do many favors to her character or how Mm -hmm. she is perceived by the audience fan base or whatever. And she just gets stereotyped a lot because of this episode, and I'm kind of mad about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, what is your number five? It's the Great Divide. Ooh, okay, that's one that we line up mm-hmm. on. Yep. I, one of my big things with the Great Divide is, like, you can tell it's saying something, but you don't know what it's saying. Mm-hmm. And that gives me a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. 
I also don't think it does any... It doesn't do any good to, like, Katara and Sokka, who... Because, like... So they're, the, the tribes are bickering, yeah? And then, like, Aang's like, okay, you go here, you'll go here. And then, like, they find out that they, like, really align with those tribes. And, like, those tribes are bickering. And I'm like, that doesn't foster any sense of unity. Like, I get what you're trying to say about, like, you know, we're all different and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like well, well, why'd you got to do it like that? Mm-hmm. That, this, that just doesn't come across, like, yeah. any, like, you're trying to say something about the characters without actually saying anything about the characters. Yeah. I'm like... This is a kid show, man. If you're gonna say something, just say something so that we all understand. Yeah, you know. And yes, I was annoyed. I was like, okay, you can, you can y'all can stop now. Can like, because when I argue with somebody or, or like growing up, I have a younger brother. When I was bickering with him, like that's freaking exhausting. Mm-hmm. I get tired of that. Mm-hmm. Like it really depletes my energy. And then to see other people do that, I'm like, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Grow up. Yes. <laughs> And that, that's always just my comeback. It's like somebody's like, Serena, you're blah, blah, blah. You're stupid, okay? Stupid, you're okay. stupid. Stupid. My younger brother, his name's Evan. It was always, Evan, you're stupid. Or, Evan, you're the worst person I've ever met. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a good brother. But um, he annoyed me a lot. <laughs> anyway. Poor Evan. I mean, I agree with you that it doesn't, it shouldn't have as much hate as it gets. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are, worse episodes in the great divide yeah um but i see why it's so exhausting for people yeah mm-hmm. i get that okay right, halfway point throw it at me number five this is where i start getting mad so yeah this baby. is the fun part all right my number five is bato of the water tribe Oof. saw that coming <laughs> look <laughs> iroh is so gross in this episode Um, I'm just going to read off my points in the order I wrote Mm -hmm. them because that's where my train of thought was going. Um, I really hate the way Aang is getting treated by Katara and Sokka. It feels entirely out of character for this to be happening. Even the way Aang is reacting, like, feels out of character for him. Like, he's kind of getting, like, shafted here. And I understand that he's mad, but he takes a huge leap from, like, feeling sad to just, like, complete betrayal. And I understand where he's coming from, but it just doesn't feel like that's something that Aang would do, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, Bato sucks. <laughs> like, <sighs> Bato thinks it's okay to just, like, completely exclude a kid when it is very obvious that he's already feeling left out. Like, Bato, it is your job to make Aang feel like he belongs here. And then he just thinks it's okay for Sokka and Katara to completely abandon Aang when he knows that Aang is the Avatar. Like, what a complete asshole. And also, like, Aang is in their hut and Bato is just doing everything to just like be like condescending to Aang and like doesn't even correct any of Sokka and Katara's behaviors even at the again like Sokka and Katara are like we're going to go find our dad and Bato's just like yeah okay see you later Avatar I don't give a f- about you sorry that's I'm trying to steer <laughs> away from language but any I, yeah Bato sucks I hate him I hate this episode I was a creep he is flirting with June and like June is not reciprocating it and then like he uses the sheer shoe paralyzing to like be weirdly physical with oh god it's gross i hate it Mm -hmm. i hate this episode i hate Mm -hmm. it okay moving on number four what is your number four serena the earth king (laughs) because the earth king is an imbecile oh my god he's he's just like a dumb damp kind of soppy i just look okay 
I realized that he is getting taken advantage of, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. what, did we agree that he was, like, 24 years old? Yeah, he was like, pretty young. Yeah, so, like, that's, like, what, our age? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, I'm sorry. Dude, you're a king, man. You yeah. should, um, mm, there's, there are problems. Also, why do you run off with your little bear friend? Who's your bear friend? Like, yeah, yeah I get that that's your pet, but you're going to run off and see the world? Wait, you have absolutely no affinity to the people that you are supposed to care for and mm-hmm. lead. You just like saw all this destruction, mm-hmm. and then and then you're like, oh, I don't believe you because you're kids. I'm sorry, but you're a kid too. You're only 24. Yep. Okay, you don't know shit. Okay, you're like <laughs> you're only 24. God, like, oh my if god, my boss said that to me, I'd be pissed <laughs> off. Well, you know, he's 24 and. He's probably emotionally like maybe 15. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're a kid, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 and, then, and then you just go run off like, oh, I'm going to go see the world. I don't uh, care that everybody's bye. like dying and that my people are suffering and that like I was fooled for a really long time. And like, I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm just going to go. And I just, <laughs> excuse yeah. me. Excuse, and then the fact that Aang and Sokka and Katara, the whole gang, had to go to such lengths to get him to listen to them. I'm like, that's the freaking Avatar, dude. Mm-hmm. How dumb are you? Yep. You're stupid and you're the worst person I've ever met. Yeah. <sighs> Not a fan of the Earth King. If I knew him, I'd slap him. If I knew him, I'd... Damn, go off. The episode in itself is not, like, a bad episode. Mm-hmm. It's just... You the just characters don't like the character. The freaking suck. Yeah. Ah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I didn't say what I gave Bato of the Water Tribe. So I gave Bato of the Water Tribe a two. I yes. Yes. Feel like you're gonna give it two. My number four is the Firebending Masters. <sighs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wish. I could understand the hype behind this episode. That's I fair. truly don't get it. I'm like, <laughs> this is a pretty recent episode. So, like, y'all already know why I hate this episode so much. I feel like they're trying to say so much, but it just gets completely derailed by the end of the episode. I honestly still can't wrap my head around it. Like, why does Zuko need a purpose, but Aang doesn't? How does it jump from fire provides life to I'm Zuko and my life needs a purpose, otherwise I can't bend anymore? And then, like, what happens to Zuko if he loses his purpose? Like, he, we know that he eventually defeats his father. Can he not bend after that happens? Does he need to find something new? Is that why he needs to go searching for his mother? He's like, oh, this is my new purpose. Daddy Ozai, where's my mom? can bend again whoosh what (laughs) like that is what this episode is setting up and like Aang is just like "Mm, life is good is just good like fire's life is good enough for me and it's like what's the message what's going on what (sighs) I'm so confused I don't get it it is so derailed it makes no sense to me I don't I wish I could understand (laughs) I feel for you. Thank you. I wish you could understand too. <laughs> okay, don't be condescending. Because <laughs> no, this is the one that we got mad. Yeah, like you gave it a ten and yeah. I gave it a three. Yeah. So this was pretty. This intense. is the most divided episode. More divided than the Great Divide. Oh my god. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I gave this a three out of ten. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this, I, I mean, I see, is, it. I see, this is emotion at this point. <laughs> Yep. We're okay. getting into feelings, man. Here we go. Top three worst 
episodes, Serena. What is your number three? Starting off the uh, hole-in-one roster, we've got Avatar Day. Yes, yes, go off. Tell me why this sucks. Avatar Day has absolutely no purpose. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It just... It's like existing to exist to show that, like, oh, being the Avatar is not as great as you might think it is. We know. Yeah. He literally went through genocide. Mm-hmm. And now you have to show. People are like, burn it, burn it, or Why whatever. Why does he They're feel like, the need burn to it. prove himself to this town? Yeah. Too. Like, this is like the smallest town ever. And then, like, the whole, like, oh, you gotta turn. Wait, is this the one where he's like, you gotta turn the wheel and do Yep, the- Wheel of Punishment. Wheel of punishment. I do think we need to start incorporating that into our court system. I do. I do agree with that. I kind of am obsessed with that. Yes. Yes. And the mayor is just absolutely such a freaking rat He's wipe. Annoying. Ah. And also, Ang can't act for shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, that it, it was all just a bad plan to begin with. Mm-hmm. And y'all should have stayed away. And then they eat dough. Plain dough, dough at the end. I'm sensing some salmonella coming yes, in. Like you're all going to get sick, yeah. and then you're just going to go in that vicious cycle of we hate the Avatar yeah, again. Exactly. <laughs> like damage has already been done forever. Yep. It's not good. I don't blame you. Not good. I agree. All right, your roster. Starting off. All right, my number three um, is the swamp. <laughs> there God. she is. What? Okay. I was waiting for her. I'm. God, I've already been swearing a lot this episode, so I'm just going to let it loose. I'm sorry. I'll mark this episode as explicit. What the honest-to-God f*** is this episode? <laughs> like, I have no clue what they're even trying to say. It starts off as, like, creepy horror episode, and it's supposed to be, like, super spooky. Like, why was the swamp calling to Aang? What was the, like, why? what was drawing him into the swamp? That's never explained. Then suddenly, like, treat these guys who are going to eat Appa as if they're friends and as if they're allies. And then it switches to, like, this very spooky, scary episode to, like, spiritual enlightenment suddenly. Like, oh, this all makes sense. The swamp is showing people who are close to you. And, like, do they ever explain... Like, that it was Hugh who split the group up? Or, like, is that just mysterious magical swamp as well? Like, did Hugh split them up or did the swamp split them up? Why? Also, at the end of the episode, they go back to things, like, that weren't explained. Like, the tornado! What happened with that? He was like, I can't bend no nader or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, how did this tornado come up then? What was that about? And then, like, like this is after they explained that Hugh was behind a lot of things, too. So what was the point of this? What was, what, what was Hugh, was Hugh trying to protect the swamp was the swamp mysterious and mystic in ways that we don't understand is the swamp something to be afraid of or is it spiritual enlightenment there is so much going on in this episode it is all over the place and i hate it that's solid thank you (laughs) that is a solid do not like this episode yes Yes. um yeah i gave this a three out of ten um so what episodes do we share so far we share the swamp um, the Great Divide. The Great Divide. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, tell All me. Right. Runner up. Your number the, two, runner up. To the very worst episode ever. I would just like to preface this by saying that I do think that this is the, like, my my one and my two are pretty tied. It's okay. like the absolute worst episodes okay. <laughs> for very different reasons. But I put um, my number two 
Runner up worst episode of Avatar Last Airbender is Bottom of the Water Tribe. Oh. Yes, good choice. Oh my God, amazing. You are so right. Go off, Queen. <laughs> I cannot freaking stand this episode to the point where I was like, I was like debating not even watching it. I was yeah. like, like, like going through and rewatching the whole series. I was like, I don't. I already know I hate this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to subject myself to this torture again. It's not a good episode. It's the overt like sexism and the creep with Iroh. Like mm-hmm. I have experienced that so many times in my mm-hmm. life. I'm just like that is so. And I love Iroh as yeah. a character, and I don't want to hate him like that, mm-hmm. but I do. You sicko. Yeah, I know. You sicko. And also, I think Bato's a sicko too. Yes, he sucks. Like, dude, that's the literal freaking Avatar that's gonna save the world. Do you care so little about? your f- friends and loved ones that you would just be like, well, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they don't care about the Avatar. Like, you stuck up little sniveling rat. Like, like, Aang, don't touch that. And it's like, chill, dude. Dude, Be nice. Me. Everything was just so out of whack. Mm-hmm. I was like, where is this all coming from? Like, Aang's, like, Aang's decisions and behavior and Katara's and Sokka's, especially, like, Katara's. I would feel like, um, excuse me, if somebody was getting excluded, Katara would be, like, the one that's like, Okay, come sit at my lunch table. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I, 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 none of that. There mm-hmm. was none of that. Nope. And also, it's just like the fact that Bato so clearly favored Katara and Sokka because they're part of a water tribe is just like, that's clearly just going to divide everyone else forever yep. and continue that, like, this vicious cycle. Yeah, continue that freaking cycle of like, oh, you're different, so I'm not going to like you. Yep. Like, no. Like, we have that in the world today. Yeah. No. Stupid. It's stupid. I agree. I agree. <laughs> all right. And that's all I have. Thank you. Okay, my number two, my runner-up is Avatar Day. Aha! There she is again. I hate this episode. <laughs> I hate this episode so much. This episode is wet dough. It really is. Okay, I'm reading through my notes again. I actually hate this episode <laughs> so much. Like... This had been my least favorite for the longest time. And, like, everyone was always like, oh, the Great Divide sucks. I'm like, yeah, okay, but have you seen Avatar Day? <laughs> like, that is the worst thing ever. Um, Like, okay, don't get me wrong. After watching it, like, the humor with Sokka is a little bit funny. And I think, but, like, that gets, even that gets old pretty quickly, you know? Like, the mayor in this episode is so annoying. He sucks. <clears throat> like, Oh my god. I don't even like Aang hanging out with the prisoners. I think it's really dumb. I really oh, hate this mm-hmm. whole narrative of like, oh, we hate the Avatar. I wrote down again how the mayor is the worst. Mm-hmm. Just really driving home that point. What was the point of Kiyoshi showing up just to prove them right yeah. that she killed their leader? Like, like why, what, what will that do? What does that do? Yeah, this gives off like very major cult vibes, which then like makes sense that they switch from suddenly hating the Avatar to suddenly like loving the Avatar. It's mm-hmm. like they have this new leader or like I to follow they're like oh their previous one is dead so now they have a new one and it's like very cult mindset of like we have to commit our entire lives to one person very weird episode I hate the mayor I keep saying that he is the worst part of this episode I hate him so much I hate and I know you're supposed to not like him but there's a difference between not liking someone because like their motivations and blah 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 and just being annoyed by someone and hating them because of that and I hate him because he's so annoying he's the worst part of Avatar Uh, I don't like a lot of things about this episode, but 
that mayor is my least. That he's mayor? he's the worst. I hate him so much. <laughs> God, when he says like justice, here's what happens. You say what happens, then I say what happens, then I decide who's right. I'm like, okay, you sound like my old boss. <laughs> like, I hate this episode. I hate it so much. It's a bad one. It is. <laughs> All right, number one worst. All right, Give it rounding to me. it all off. Here she is. I'm going to throw her right up, batter up. Nightmares and daydreams. Wow, really? I hate this episode. Oh my God. It is not good. It is an actively unhealthy episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, so I would not dislike this episode as much if it wasn't. If it wasn't for the audience, mm-hmm. I, I have like my whole life, I have been plagued by mental <laughs> issues <laughs> and ailments. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there is an episode that actively like, and I, I don't know if this is the writer's intentions or not, but this is how I received it, um, was actively, like, humoring and belittling, like, getting care for your state of mind. Mm-hmm. I also, at the same time, was upset with Aang because I was like, freaking sleep, dude. Put your head on the ground. I don't care what you have to do. Take some melatonin. Like, yeah, n- <laughs> dude, knock yourself out. Yeah. Like, also, I'm like, okay, I get... Like, okay, I get why he's having, like, these nightmares and these panic attacks and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm also, like, you've known that you had to do this for how long? And, like, I know that you're just, like, doing it now, but, like, ah, maybe I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. But then it's, like, oh, my God, I can't rest. I have to do that. Like, no, rest is so important. Rest is part of recovery. If you don't recover, you're just going to slither away and atroph your muscles and you'll die. And then who's going to kill the Fire Lord? Well, not you, apparently, because you don't want to kill the Fire Lord. So, like, hang Get a grip, dude. And then, like, none... I just feel like the support from the gang is non-existent. Sog is there as a quote-unquote therapist or whatever he's trying to do it. And it's just, like, you're not actually listening to him. No one's actually listening. Mm-hmm. No one's bothering to think, like, okay, or or put themselves in his shoes or, you know, like, dude, it's the Avatar. Yeah, it's his destiny. Like, yeah, that's going to be tough. Like, hear what the guy is saying. Mm-hmm. I just like, oh man. And also I feel like it's just the episode is just all over. Like it's trying to be it's trying to be a serious episode and trying to say something good and then it's also trying to be so humorous and and it's just like it doesn't land either way because they're trying to do so many different things and they're just like, you know what? You could just cut it. Yep. <sighs> and there we go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, my least favorite episode mm-hmm. is the Northern Air Temple. Ooh. So mm-hmm. I went off about this back in season one when I first watched it and I was wondering if my grudge against this like this episode was ever going to die as time went on but no (laughs) it didn't I still hate this episode I'm like okay again I'm sorry I'm going to get explicit I feel passionate about this why the 
do you think that making an episode about cultural destruction was some kind of like redemption episode when they can be like, oh, hey, they have the spirit of airbenders. Like, what the hell were you thinking? No, this man, this inventor, the mechanist or whatever is actively destroying a historical artifact and a major cultural place that should be preserved. And he is supplying weapons to the very nation that committed genocide to the people who used to live at the temple that he is actively destroying <laughs> like oh my god and he gets this weird like i'm so sorry i had to do this for my family or like yeah okay sure you move to the northern air temple and just completely destroying everything when you knew that these people no longer existed for your family sure you just completely started supplying the fire nation with weapons that are going to help kill more people for your family sure okay you're a terrible person i hate you i don't want anything to do with you it's getting written off as like quirky fun and like he gets a redemption arc too and it's like fascist apologists like Ah, (laughs) there's a theme here it's almost as if Bryke are fascist apologists (laughs) oh my god I'm not saying that but I'm saying that theme is consistent and I do not like it this episode makes me so mad it makes me so so mad I really hate how they just destroy a bunch of historical and cultural significance and, like, make it even worse by, like, the people who are destroying it are then supplying weapons to the nation that completely killed off these people. And it ends with, like, it's okay. I'm happy you're here. I'm actually glad that you are destroying a very significant historical landmark to make this your home. Because you just you just have the spirit of the people that the nation who you are supplying weapons to completely killed all of my people. You have their spirit, and I'm happy. Like, uh, <laughs> I am so mad. I am actually upset about this, and I. I kept thinking back to it. I was like, and am I going, like, am I going to look back on that with more forgiving eyes as time goes on? And nope, not at all. Nope, I'm pissed off about it. I'm just as upset about it. You should be. Terrible writing. <laughs> yeah. Where did you rate it? Did you I gave a this one? a one. This ha! is the only episode that I gave a one. Um, which, funny enough, Avatar Day, which is my second least favorite, I gave that a four. Uh-huh. And then the one behind that, The Swamp, I gave that a three. So this is what I mean by, like, this is oh, my yeah. personal ratings. Like, I just, I kind of was like, okay, can't be objective with these. I just got to go mm-hmm. in with what I hate the most. Yep. That was fun. That was, I like that. That was good. I do, too. That was, like, that, that, that was cathartic. Yes, it was. Yes. God, it feels Ooh. so nice. That's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to our producer and audio engineer, Aaron Bogan, along with their production company, Sonovent Productions. Thanks to Annie Galloway, who made our cover art and is our graphic designer. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show or share the show if you like it. Please? 
please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is airbenderpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at airbenderpod. That's A-I-R, Bender, P-O-D. I'm Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and head writer of the show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at TylerJohn7. That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-O-N and the number seven. And I'm Serena Schreifels, the co-host of this show. You can follow me on Instagram at Serena underscore Schreifels. That's S-E-R-E-N-A underscore S-C-H-R-E-I-F-E-L-S. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week where we will announce what show we are doing after this. Ooh.